0: Is it getting to you? Then tune in live every Sunday from 12 to 2 p.m. to the Edge of Insanity with myself, Paul Brumbaugh. Kit Marie. Brandon Ray. And Mistress Christine. All on Mutiny Radio. That's right, pcrcollective.org. We'll see you
1: there. Let's
0: watch a full and I will...
1: He's here, he's here, he's here, he's here By destiny's dashing, dauntless debonair darling A man so warlike, Mars, himself would hardly dare To claim his powers were the equal of Hey, how you doing? I'm Clem, and welcome here to Beyond our comprehension at mutinyradio.fm. That's right. You can hear us at mutinyradio.fm. And if you just heard that, you're probably listening. But did you know that you can call into this show too? That's right, you sure can. The number here is area code 415. 5500511 zero, zero, Did I not say it right it was 415 5500511 five, We got the camera going so you're going to be able now to follow me live on YouTube and see the craziness in the studio as it erupts That's right That's right did you know that I am absolutely medically insane? Really? I don't think so. It is absolutely, absolutely the fact. No. You have to be crazy to be crazy is what they said. And crazy is, is when you do stuff that you're, you are in contrary with of your brain so if your brain is telling you something and you're not doing it you're crazy because you're in conflict with the brain and that's why when you go into any kind of mental health care so they'll say you look everybody's crazy right because everybody must be doing something against what their gut and their inner voice tells them to do i don't know That intro there was from The Braggat Soldier, and that is just one of Pilatus' four comedies that uh, is amazing, written amazing, uh, a very pioneer of the time to make mockery of the government. But isn't that what we do? It is here at Mutiny Radio, mutinyradio.fm, where it's going to be called The Truth, because we're not going to shade it a gray we're not going to give you anything that's owned by anybody else than the people who are talking to you on the mic don't you understand that that is absolutely right you can go right now to mutiny.fm and you can get on there and look at time frames where you yourself could just put out a hundred dollars a month and you can get two hours a week right right that's eight hours a month where you get to go ahead and talk about what you need to talk about that's the thing that is is so about the age of rage right now the age of rage is because we want to align with all these social groups and nobody just wants to step out as individuals like we have to be if you are an individual then stand up with me and shout Let me be free, let me be free, let me be free. That's right. Last week I gave you biotech, now I'm giving you crazy heck. What am I going to talk about this week? I have been going back and forth over this, honestly, uh, without the craziness here. But uh, let me just talk uh, honestly to you right now. And the reason I want to do that is uh, because I'm trying to find a friend out there. And so if you're listening to right now, you know, uh, sweet guy with cancer out there in Berkeley. My name is Clem. Here's the number: 415 415-5500511. Tina, I saw your post out there. If you're listening with Sweet Guy with Cancer, you can get a hold with him on text. have him call the radio station. I'd love to talk to him. Love to hear uh, all his points of view. He's got a he's a, a got a deep background experience. Cancer cancer, 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 Like a pain in a nerve. I'm trying to desensitize myself to the wrong and the, and the right and what is going on with cancer. The extended family just had a little bit too much dealings with cancer. Fuck you, cancer. Fuck you, cancer. And I shouldn't just say, fuck you, cancer. Fuck you, MMD2, your mouse double minute two, right? Fuck you, you book you would own. Fuck you, P53. Fuck you, mutations. Fuck you, the three uh, amino acids that usually mutate. See, now you got me upset. Now you got me talking can uh science. See, y'all got me talking science. Now, I didn't want to talk of science. I didn't want to talk of science. I just wanted to sit here in this cozy little coach and rock myself to sleep. Shout out to the Crazy 8. I like the I like the writing in that movie. I like the direction in that movie. Should I not have smoked cannabis before this episode? I don't know. That's a big thing that I'm dealing with right now is coming off a week of sobriety now. And uh switching off of cannabis like the heavy dose cannabis right and and now I'm uh I'm going ahead and go down to the CBD. So I talked to Shout out to Oakland Harbor Harborside, Harbor side. baby, baby got knowledge. If you go into Harbor Side, shout out to Morgan out there, you amazing man. I don't know what happened to you. I didn't get to talk about your injury, but you know what? You listen to mine and you listen to everything and you listen to my emotion and my voice and you and you felt me. You felt you felt my empathy, my pain. You felt my struggle. You felt how hard it is for me to get up in the morning you felt how hard it is for me to get going in the day you felt so hard what it is for me to just close my hands for me to sleep and you didn't try to upsell me brother Mm -mm, you didn't try to upsell me you knew i was hurting i wasn't working I told you I need to come in there. I need to go from where I'm at. I need to go down to this ounce. I need to go down to where I can. I don't believe in the CBD. Help me. Help me. Mr. Morgan there, he says, this is what you're going to do. You're going to grab this box right here. It's half off and you're going to take this one morning Look, brother, you're going to have to put some grit into it. You're going to have to put some grit into it. But it's a three to one, right? One anxiety for that THC is going to kick in. And then you got just a little bit. Let your liver work it. Let your hepatic system do what it's got to do. Okay? Brother, you just hold on there. And then at night, here's what you're going to do, brother. Because at night I told him, I said, Morgan, I said, "I I got two Seroquel. I can't wait to just sedate myself so I can sleep I said the nightmares are bad I said the nightmares are bad help me Morgan what can I do Morgan says brother you're gonna take this one-to-one and if that day gets too rough and, and you got to do something because the, the pain is too deep because the nerves is rocking you too much because that neuropathy is coming back because we are kin to the animal kingdom. And just like growing back a limb on a starfish or just back the tail coming back from a lizard, every part of you got to know that the evolution and what was passed on in the universe was the chance for our peripheral nervous system to grow back. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen, amen. And so that neuropathy comes back and I said, "Brother, I'm just tired of laying on that table. I'm am t- tired of getting these shots in my spine. I don't know what else I can do. I just need your help. I need your help, Morgan." He said, "Brother, you're going to take, take that one to one. You're going to get home and you're going to take that when the bay the trouble is is too much for you to for you to handle on your own." i said is it lab tested i said don't fuck with me because i got my degree don't fuck with me morgan come on give me to me straight he said brother it's lab tested and it's pure it's lab tested and it's pure brother so it was half off i got that prana bland prana I hope I'm saying it right. I don't know if I is, but it's a three to one and a one to one. And all I got to do is it's telling me i I wake up in the morning. I'm ready to climb the mountain once again. I'm ready to go out in public. I'm ready to go out and not cry. I'm ready to go out and not have pain. I'm ready to go out and be one in the world and try to join the world of my disability with the world that is walking outside. Harborside. Harborside bless you. And that reward systems that you got bless you too. I got other sources for my meds and I'll tell you what there's one thing that I will do is I will walk through the valley of any death. I am not afraid for anything for I have been to the other side. I have had the hand of the universal power lay on the back of my head. and say, son, it is not time. It's not time. It's not time. And so I came back here 2013 from where I was in the other world and I'm like, what is my purpose? What is it? All I know is I can move forward and I will work any mountain and I will break any rock. I will hammer any railroad. I will dig any coal. I say, you do not know the family and the genes that I come from. But I got to have a little help. Amen. I got to have a little help. Amen. When the spirit can come in, you open that door, say, let you come right in and fill me up. Because that's my gut talking. That's my that's my gut talking. My gut never tells me anything different because it is bathed in the Holy Spirit of every faith that I have taken from every doctrine ever written. Whoo! And I say Amen. Cause somebody out there needs to hear this right now, so I don't know how the power's coming through. I was debating how I'm gonna lead this off. You know, I was gonna talk about a lot of things, but I guess what I need to talk about is some faith. Whoo. Fuck you, Cancer. Fuck you. I know a story of a man young in his life, have children. And the cancer took him and it took him and it took him hard and it took him quick. You know, some illnesses you can go ahead and and a family member and it'll be ill for a long time. And you'll see it come on gradually. I saw with my mother, I saw the black spots start breaking out in her skin. At first, I was mad at my dad. I thought he had beat her. I seen the hole in the drywall. I hear the yelling. My room was right next to them, and I run in at that time. But they were, they were, they were yelling at each other. My father had said that it, it is Papa, Papa, and those chemicals he has put down on that ground that has caused you to get so sick, and you are hemorrhaging, and your blood disease. And that blood disease lasts for a long time. Hmm and you desensitize yourself over time. You rationalize everything that's happening over time. And uh, when you have something go quick, then it's chaos. There's no planning for it. It is as the universe had something absolutely targeted to you specifically and your family and has put you in a whirlwind of chaos something that looks like a black hole as deep as it can with no light in the universe inside and everyone broken in pieces, ripped apart by the gravitational pull of the tragedy. Life is not singular to anyone. You know, we are the most arrogant animals on the planet. The most flawed and the most arrogant. That we ourselves will commune with each other in a fantasy that we are in the image of any greatness that has put this universe together. And it is shown in our brain while we try to rationalize every single aspect of shit that goes fucking wrong. That we've tried to imagine ourselves equal in any awesomeness that is... As vast as the multi universes that we experience and can't. Sounds like I'm scolding us, but maybe that's exactly the wake up call we need because sometimes we forget we are just animals. We're just animals. We have nothing equal in our breath, in our thinking, in ourselves. We have nothing equal in our DNA, in the fabric of the blueprints of just the understanding of what we don't understand. Why don't we understand we are animals? And as animals, we are not worthy to know anything. Other than what is the purpose of our going forward. And that is the experience that we experience. As tragic. As tragic. And as joyful as that is. As tragic and as joyful as that is. People ask me. Why I'm doing what I'm doing. I got a degree in biology. I got that concentration of biotech. I got recruiters calling me. I say, you don't live in the skin I live in. And you don't rotate the world that turns. And my turns. Why do you judge me in the fact that I do not in turn as you were a mirror of me? I wouldn't see no flaw in it. No reason to shave. No reason to comb. I would see nothing but the gloriousness of your life and existence in it. But why do you judge me so when all I am here to do is give you a message? Why do you judge me so when all I want to do is walk among you? I walk and I look at people's throwaways. I have a book here. It says the getting most, getting the most out of life. Let me go ahead and, and do that. I'm I'm. This is no script. I'm just pulling what comes to me and what comes to me is what's laid out. And if you saw me, I'm a nesting bird. Oh, I'm a mother that ever was. I got four or five bags in, Mikey's tucked away underneath it. I'm just running the soundboard because I'm just trying to get out a message. That's it. 415-550-0511. Last night I went to park in Concord. I was recruiting audience members. I don't associate with what you would probably call normal people because I don't see the barrier between those who are homeless and those who are... Migrant, those are transient, those that are in a border, those are in another state, those are in another piece of a globe. Do you breathe? Do you have blood? And do you give a shit about the world? I care not what pigment is your skin, from where your relative and ancestry come, if the great, great, great do the power of the power. Our great grandma and grandpa were fucking monkeys. And they're lucky they fucked. Luckily the. The dinosaurs. Took a back seat. To underground dwelling pieces of shit animals like us. For us to be. At the level where we can be as arrogant as we can. Thinking that we can control well we can't amen thinking we can control what we can't fuck you cancer well shout out to sweet guy with cancer out there in berkeley i hope that your friends cup overfloweth And that all of that insight, all of that understanding, all that experience, all that knowledge, everything that you've done and knowledge and teaching and every the youth or whoever it was and all the charities that you've ever started. Wrap that up and talk about it. Wrap it up in the beautiful gift that you ever could. I don't know what stage of cancer you are. I don't know how everything's going, but don't be silent. Don't be silent. Don't let the cancer hold your voice. Don't let that cancer hold the door closed. Fuck cancer. (sniffs) Cancer's going to leave you broke. Cancer's going to leave you choked. Cancer's going to leave you crying with pain. You're going to want to commit suicide. Your family members are going to not know what to do. Well, look at it the right way. You're a fucking animal. You breathe, you're going to live, you're going to die. But you had the ability of just a great, great flip of one mutation and your brain is so big, it's full of knowledge. So don't let that shit go to your grave. Don't let that shit go to your grave. (laughs) Everybody thinks they got an inner voice that's talking to them. That's your gut and the shit's going wrong in your life you're all twisted up with anything it's because and you got a vice it's because there may be something you're not understanding or listening to to the gut that's talking you want to read books then read it read it to people who can't read read it to bo- people who uh don't have a home they, they don't have a place to put that book you love drama you love plays get out there and sing get out there and just find a place i was at the concord waterfalls right at the park right there i'm doing the climate rap mikey's pissed off that's why he doesn't want to do the comedy on stage i get him up there he doesn't even take the mic he's just pissed off at this climate Last night they told me at the joke workshop that I need to see the observation through Mikey's eyes. And I figured, okay, well, let me see. What would I think of this world if I was an animal? Supposed to be the best man's kin. Our evolution success was mirrored side by side with each other. Oh, man, when I started looking at the world through Mikey's eyes, I wanted to cry. You know, fuck cancer. How you gonna live? How you gonna live? That's all I was wanted to know. I just, how you gonna live? Mm-hmm. Are you going to live a comedy? Are you going to live a drama? Are you going to live a tragedy? Are you going to get the most out of life? I got this anthology from Reader's Digest. I I saved it from the uh, clutches of the goodwill. And uh, that's kind of my thing is to go through and go through the books there and turn them open, look at the inside and see what they've got there. And this one was an award. It was award to Dr. Stella Davis and Dr. John Davis in 1952 by some class numbers 172 signed by Dell Carnegie. The talk they gave was how to win people to your way of thinking and how to get enthusiastic cooperation. I say, love yourself and then just treat other people like you want to love. If you want to find people that are enjoyous of your communications and find people that align with your thinking. That first one I read there. And so... I'm writing, I write it down in the, uh, in the second page. I like to write in my books. I like to own it. Mm, I like to just go ahead and transfer my energy to the energy of the world that is transferring from me. And the emotion and the, and the, the atmosphere that is given to me. So you got to write your novel. You got to write your novel. You got to write your novel however it has to be wrote. You have to do it in song. You have to do it in word. Somehow you have to do it in a sculpture. You have to do it in painting. You have to do it somehow. Hey don't listen to me. That's right. I only died. What would you do? What would you do if you died and you had a second chance? Not hole up into your apartment for years and years and Wallow in the pity of your disability? Or would you get out there and just yell and have a voice and write your novel? That's the first thing. Get the most out of life. Write your novel, however that novel's gonna be. Four one five 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 zero zero five one one. Fuck cancer, right? Thank you so much. Where did that come from? I don't know. It came from within. It was just something. You know, sometimes when I'm out, and I'm... whoops, the mic fell. All right, let me get it down a little closer. Let me sit down for a little bit here. Boy, this chair is low. How low could they go? They actually tried to figure that out on that one there. Sorry about that. That's right, this is live. This isn't in an Memorex. And do you know you can do it too? What about, are you Are you out there and you're a comic and you've got a good set? Man, you are ready, you are ready, you are ready. If You got a terrible set, but you think you're ready, ready, ready? Doesn't matter. Go to mutinyradio.fm and I want you to check out the festival. The 2020 festival. I want to make sure you throw in your entry for that. It's going to be amazing. Is that how they say it? It's going to be amazing. You want to do a podcast? You can. Absolutely. Come down to mutiny mutinyradio.fm Sorry, come down to me. How are you going to come down to the internet? You can, just, you can go to mutinyradio.fm Let's start it over. And then grind that one back out. I must have got something caught up. Shout out to my family if they're uh, out there listening. No warnings. This is, you know me. You know me. If you're tuning in for me, you got to be prepared for everything. Because you don't know what personality is going to come out. All right. Um so I was torn. I'm sitting down here right now cuz I'm still torn because I don't know which way I'm I'm going to take this. I had you know, I spent this time I'm going to make this project work. <clears throat> it's help getting sober. That CBD has helped. I can I can close my hands. I don't think about killing myself anymore. Every single second of every single day, like it's like it's a tumor in my head. That is is something that happens when you when you have trauma. When you have trauma, trauma and has happened. I was talking to people at uh, my peers at Sacramento City College when I was there studying. And they were, you know, just telling me, of, you know, of of you know what they were going through in their life, and I would just say, Life's gonna be there. Life will always be there. The excuse in life will always be there. I, ain't, I haven't talked to my best friend in so long. You know, a lot of it because I was I was coming out of my my insanity. And I called him and i know he's just wait, waiting is like what's taking so long and i'm like i just have to break through this own glass wall that i put up a fake glass wall that separates me and success from the world that separates what my gut tells me to do and what i'm doing and i build a glass wall to contain me in the safety of my misery And nobody knows how black that is unless you know how black misery is. Misery can be so black that there is no light. It is the quintessential black hole. It is everything that tears you apart from the inside and out. And it tears not only you, but your relationships, your physical entity, everyone that you touch Oh, misery. Misery can come in many, many places. Do you know in the absence of misery, you and your mind will create misery for you just so that way you stay adapt in your nervous system? That's why meditation works so well for reprogramming of the neural anatomy and reprogramming your nurture. So that way you can retrain the nervous system and try not for it to create the misery on its own, which is absolutely a vacuum of existence. Does that make sense? We got plenty of hours to go for it. All right. So now I know where I'm taking this show. I'm taking it out of the world, right? So now we're going metaphysical, uh, uh, exponential, just let's take it to the concepts of and beyond anything that is fathomable, right? As true. And then we might as well be talking about every doctrine that's on the planet. And everyone who believes in every doctrine on the planet is absolutely right. And absolutely wrong in the fact that they think that there's some image more than an animal on this planet that has just developed skills different from any other, like the dung beetle pushing shit uphill backwards. We have just created our different skill of technology and vocalization. But yet we ourselves hold ourselves so high in light of who we think we align With in the nature of the universe that is so arrogant that we do not know how to deal with death. We've forgotten how to deal with death because on some level we think we're equal with a great power. There isn't shit you can do. There's no cure for any and absolutely nothing. Life is a rolling cycle. And your footprint, your novel, your sine wave, the energy that you put forth can be small or as large as possible. And the only limitation on that is you yourself. Believe me, I know. So I like to go to Goodwills. As I was growing up, even though losing my my mother young. And even when she was in the hospital or too sick to to interact with us or when she came home and, and she was basically just an angel that we had to spoon feed. I was surrounded by books. There was no internet back then. So you had the door-to-door sales ones and they would come through and they would throw out you the Young Students Encyclopedia, the World Book Encyclopedia, the Cyclopedia of Encyclopedias, Dictionaries. They'd throw you Reader's Digest full chronicles of every single, oh my gosh, from Iliad to Shakespeare to Edgar Allan Poe. to Pythagoras. Do you know the first book that I could understand and read because I was kind of mathematical at that uh, age was the Pythagoras book. And Pythagoras was a philosopher that had a deep meaning and relationship with numbers, not just numbers on the own as far as the patterns and how they come together because the mind will create what it wants to create, but numbers on the part of an anthropomorphic kind of value to them some power some innate spiritual entity that was in each single number and that each number had a certain characteristic and a response and a power over another You think I'm you think I'm joking here. But I'm not. The fact that Pythagoras had a true interpretation of mathematics and the mathematics and the at that time the you know the the elemental relationship, the elemental relationship of everything together. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read you because it affected me so much that I, that's what I see. Matter of fact, my numbers actually ha- are anthropomorphic. So, there you go. There's insanity number two. Three. Three is full of himself. He's full of himself. The relationship is fading between two and himself. See, in my mind, two is attracted to three in such that two and three are are actually in a relationship together, but three influences four. Now one is one. And one is not in relationship with anyone. I could tell you about zero but. Seven is the siren. That calls to him at every sitting. A man that can have it all. Does have it all. Has thy loneliest life. Always wanting. Always Ringing, nauseating by love. Seven. In a world of one through ten, seven would be an eleven. Six is deeply in love with seven, but six is like a eunuch. And... uh Yeah, you think I'm kidding on this? I'm not kidding. This is this is in my book. This is in my book of craziness where I write this shit down. But that was that was my guide at that time, right? It was Pythagoras? All these books that was given to us by Reader's Digest and everything. And when uh, when they got rid of those books, it was almost like I lost the final connection the final thing that tied me to my mother that i can never hear her voice that i hardly ever recognize the face she got sick too young too young in the imprinting too young in the nurturing too young in the in the ability to to create such such a cement statue of herself that it's a, like a faded spirit. Children are affected so deeply by a loss. The children. And they'll show it in ways that people think that they are crazy or that they're whatever. But they will show it. And you have to let them show it. And you have to let them go through it. Oh, the children. The children. So I have so much fun when I go through the Goodwill and I go into that back session where all the books are and I go ahead and I look through those books and I try to find the, you know, the, like the Reader's Digest or the, the oldest book. And then I, I grab it and I look through it and I see what kind of memory it is. I see the energy that was put into it. I want to, I want to feel it. I want to, I want to smell it. That smell, that that smell of knowledge of, of a time capsule of neural awakening that just sits right there, uh, right there, right by you. It's a gift. It's a gift. And that's where, I find books of poetry. Oh, I used to love to listen to Edgar Allan Poe as I would read it out loud. I never knew the the cadence of of his writings and his poems, there. But I love the deepness and the darkness. That probably is, you know, when you when you lose a, a loved one like that and a parent in their lifetime, and and uh, you know, you go to a darker place, or or maybe maybe that darkness is is more attractive to you. But I found this book of poetry, and inside this book of poetry is this card. It says, "Dearest Nina, may the within inspire you more and more to love the true, admire the beautiful, and chase the good. Love, Tim." And I look at that, and it's 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 a book of poems and lyrics by Percy Bishy Shelley. All right. Here we go. Which one am I gonna get? All right. This one's entitled A Summer Evening Churchyard. The wind has swept from wide atmosphere, each vapor that obscured by the sunset's ray. And pallid evening twines its beaming hair in duskier braids around the languid eyes of day. Silence and twilight, unbeloved of men, creeping hand in hand from you, obscurest glen. They breathe their spells toward the departing day, encompassing the earth, air, stars, and sea. Light, sound, and motion on the potent sway. Responding to the charm with its own mystery, the winds are still or the dry church tower grass knows not their gentle motions as they pass. Thou too, Ariel oh, Pyle, those pinnacles, the point from one shrine like pyramids of fire, obeyest in silence their sweet, swollen spells, clothing in hues of heaven thy dim and distant spire, around whose listening invisible light, Ooh, excuse me, height, gather among the stars of cloud and night. The dead are sleeping in their sp- spultures. And moldering as they sleep, a thrilling sound, half sense, half thought, among the darkness stirs. Breath from their warm beds of all living, things around, and mingling with the still night and mute sky, its awful hush is felt inaudibly. The solemn and soft and dead is mild and the trellis is, oh, the terrorless. Let me do this one just. Let me give it justice here. <clears throat> the solemnized and softened, dead is mild and the terrorless of the serenous night. Here could I hope, like some inquiring child, sporting on graves that, th- that death did hide from human sight, sweet secrets, oh, beside its breathless sleep that lovest dreams perpetual watch did keep. We'll have to save love's philosophy for another day. No, no,
2: no. Please tell us love's philosophy, please.
1: The fountains mingled with their river and the rivers with the ocean. The winds of heaven mix forever with sweet emotion. Nothing in the world is single. All things by law divine in one spirit meet and mingle. Why I with thine Oh, why not I with thine? See the mountains kiss high heaven and the waves clasp one another. No sister flower would be forgiven if it's disdained its brother. And the sunlit clasp of the earth and the moonbeams kiss the sea. What is all this sweet work worth if thou kiss not me? What if she like... What if Nina like just took this book and never saw the card inside and just threw it aside and Nina married Bill and forever Tim was just there wondering why, why when he loved her so much and gave her such of the letters and the comfort it's because she never read your book, your note, Tim. But I don't want to think that. I don't want to think that Tim never scored with Nina. I want to think that Tim got lucky. I want to think that Tim followed what was important, like the birds out there that make their little nest, the male that flops his chest and breathes out the croak of the frog, everything, the chirp of the cricket song everything that's out there in the day, everything that's out there in the night, as they communicate with each other, the only plight, the only strife is to fuck. To fuck. To copulate. To go and give on the genes in a world that does only one thing but hate every single animal and organism on its terrestrial gate and all we do is try to find a way to control and confine what is nature that gives us everything that we have to breathe everything we have to eat everything that we need Everything that we need is out there in the world that we can never tame. I mean, if we could just agree on that kind of a, a plane, if we could kind of believe that there is some kind of a balance That doesn't segregate. You know, here's the one thing about about having experience and and being back here and trying to live a normal life. You can't live a normal life. I can't. Because everything that's in my gut tells me, talks to me. Like the voices won't stop that the message keeps coming just like a download and everything that's coming. I'm saying go slow, go slow and everything that's not, it wants to go so fast because it seems like the humankind has had our heads up our ass. Isn't it time to kind of change the way this engine runs from the male dominated fuck Warring muck into something that's a little bit more global in its structure. I don't know. Because we wallow in our pity. We wallow in our misery. We wallow in the glass that separates us from the world and being the best that we want to do we think that no there has cannot be do you think i give a shit if anybody listens to me i'm throwing down a rap that never can be it's come from a world that you can't even see it's the world from in it's something that was inside it's something that comes from my gut and my mind you got no control over me i can say whatever i want i can live and be free i can shit where i want and you can give me a ticket, but you can never put any kind of constriction on the words that I'm given, the truth that I'm living. The fucked up world that I'm seeing. Fuck. Cancer. when I was at Sacramento city college, I did a abstract on P 53. Stupid research. I was, it wasn't even research. I know real research now and that was just, it was just nothing, but they were so gracious that they just needed people to fill out, you know, posters that they gave me that little scholarship and that ride. And I, and I went there and I saw people working on cancer. I saw people hating cancer. I saw people where lives were affected by cancer fuck cancer one person I was studying with they're like Clem we can't wait for that book to come out when I was when I was doing that I was like well all you need to do is write the dialogue and and solve for the missing variables right i wrote this in my book i said the p53 protein consists of x numbers of nonpolar amino acid x numbers of polar amino acid x numbers of amino acids contribute to its hydrophobic characteristics x numbers contribute to its hydrophilic properties the beta sheets contains Amino acids, which concentration is mostly blank, while uh, alpha helix have a foundation made up of blank. And the concentration of blank, blank regions of the protein interact with DNA at points of blank due to blank or blank requiring increase from its basal level to a concentration typically between X and Y. To be efficient, the interaction of CDK initiates, that's a question mark, initiations in senescence, a question mark, or prevents progress into the next phase of cellular cycle. CDK's question mark is largely blank with concentrations of phobic interactions between blank and philic blank, blank, having less of a blank and more blank self-folding. Without CDK, P53 cannot blank and results in an uncontrolled propagation of the cell equivalent to exponential growth of, um, equivalent to a characteristic of exponential growth of microbes. It's not, but it's overgrowth of the cells just on a micro blank numbers compared to cancer cells, MDM2, which is mouse double minute two it's protein has blank role and blank and blank with a ubiquinone ubiquinone is a sequester protein basically takes shit over to the peroxisome for the trash for the function of blank to understand the mutation here you have to examine blank to interpret the perfect function of blank from the amino end structure primary secondary tertiary structures Non-initial structures, which is the secondary step in the product after the assembly of the protein by the ribosome. Each position along the gene has a feature of connection throughout the hydrogen bonding while, sorry, I have a flame here. And then it just goes on to another page, and it goes on to another page. And the only page that doesn't go there is, is there's a page that solves a cure. But see, that's how a story goes. That's how your novel goes, right? If you're going to attack something like that, all you need to do is write the stories and then you concentrate on the blanks. Fill in the blanks. Like you fill in the blanks of your life. Oh, Clem, get off this heavy subject, please. Please get off this heavy subject, Clem. Oh, we can't take it anymore. Well, all right, I hear you. I hear you, my children. In the next hour, we got nothing but fun and love. Mm -hmm. And that last poem was Silence in the Spring from uh, Clem. And the motif of there is Meditation for the World. Thank you so much. Yeah, I screwed up. I was putting the sign up sheet out for the uh, open mic improv where they can come from 4 to 6 p.m. Come on down for a five minute set. Go do what you got to do. I'm going to read through the shit that I have. And then I get to play with Mikey on stage and get him used to. Uh, as I told everybody last night, I have a system, what's called the gore phobia, uh, along with my dissociative identity disorder, the PTSD, the bipolar. And if you want to add on, go ahead. I guess it's like, you know. Once you catch one, you get it all like, like, I guess the way mental health goes is like, uh, evacuation. Um, oh, that's not going to work. I was going to say that mental health issues nowadays are like children's vaccine. They just keep going up and up and up. The numbers keep going up and up and up. Is that how you close out a joke like that? No, no. So where are we at? I was reading about Taoism. Is that how you say it? Is it Taoism or Taoism? I thought it was Taoism. And the reason I was is to go back on this uh, thing for the, the Goodwill, the books. The books that I would go and I would look and find. Oh, Tim, if you're out there from 1952, I don't know if you were like what age, but hopefully you spent every second of every minute of every day with that beautiful love that you gave that uh, poem to. I hope, I absolutely hope that you do that because it's so special. It is so special. Love. Love. is something exciting and new. Come aboard! We've been waiting for you. The love boat. Soon it will be making another run. The love boat. One in five have herpes, gonorrhea, or something. Are you the one in five? Go get checked. Don't leave it to the rest. To call you up later and say you're on fire. With something between. Never mind, let's go there. So, what's interesting about... uh? the goodwill and the books that they had there and one thing that I absolutely love is the fact that there's no adult or children's section right so no matter you can do is you can go right up to uh the books that are there and you start to look through them okay and what you start to see is like oh this is good this is good well I found one which is the Taoism of love and sex, the ancient Chinese way to ecstasy. That's right. Let me say it one more time. It is the Tao of love and sex, the ancient Chinese way to ecstasy by Yolan Cheng. I am trying to mispronounce that first one on purpose because I have no idea how to say that. But chain, J chain, right? And this one, let's give full credit where credit is due. It's a paperback by E.P. Dutton of New York. Love and food are equally vital to our sanity and survival. Code 2s. Where? When was this? When was this? Dumb? 1977. Did you know there was a lot of fucking going on in 1977. The difference between the Western uh, prudish prudism, let's call can we call it Western prudism, and other nations that have been around for thousands of years? Okay. The nations that been around for thousands of years, the reason is, is because they keep fucking. They keep having sex. They knew it was important in the relationship. They knew it was important in life. They knew it was important in their evolutionary programming. And as such, you have to have a balance in it. Just as they said, you have to have a balance in your diet. You have to have a balance in your hunger for sex. I have a funny story. You know, uh, my wife, male to female transition and and i've been with her throughout all the surgeries and i've never had so much stress like i have now because now again i have this this worry uh, that i have to perform in the bedroom again okay now the reason i thought i had a little break from that of course is because male to female and when it comes to car equipment we had you know, the same four tires. I'm very familiar with my equipment. God gave it to me young. He didn't just give it to me young, but he blessed me with parents that were very promiscuous. My mother was a hippie. hippy dippy. My mother was a hippie dippy that had a foreign exchange student, my aunt from Iceland and it just so happens that my mother and my aunt wanted to play dolls my mother of course had me the boy I was the Ken doll the aunt from Iceland has a daughter she becomes Barbie and yes, we were naked all the time together, kissing all together, touching all together, just, you know. Just think of you if you were young and you had the dolls and you were just playing with them. Oh, I put them in different positions. Oh. So my sexuality came on young. My learning of my equipment came because I used to get locked in the closet all the time. And they'd lock me in the closet, and then I'd yell and scream. And so then they had to take something away. Finally, you just get locked in there, butt naked. And they put a towel down on the floor so you can't see the light coming in. So, you know, what you do? You stick your finger in your nose and your mouth. You go. You <coughs> can't see anything. It's pitch black. Can't see the hand in front of your face. So you know you play with your penis, stick your finger in your butt. You're a primate. You're an animal. You're an animal locked in a black cage. I learned how to use my equipment young too. Absolutely. So when it came to our relationship, those four tires, that equipment, the engine, everything that was in the relationship, no problem. I know exactly how to utilize all the equipment. I know how to fix it. I know how to make it hum. Not like my first marriage where I had to worry about what I was thinking, not coming too quick. I had to think about rebuilding that's a uh, that's what i used to think about was auto mechanics right all right let's let's go to this first everybody talks about their first i'm going to talk about my first my first real serious sexual encounter was with my sister's roommate who was a cheerleader at a junior college in stockton and she was amazing right but no when you're young and you know you've never really been sexual experience except for your own sexual experience and, and you know that's done on the regger regular so you know she was really my first great great sexual encounter and and you know we did it all and I remember there was one time where I I just really, really wanted to just have us orgasm at the same time. But with all my extra clicker activities, with my equipment as I was growing up. That posed difficulty. Much difficulty. Difficulty. So, of course, I took four years of auto mechanics in high school. I was still in high school at the time, by the way. And I thought about rebuilding the head because I was working on the engine and auto mechanics because I was a TA. And so I got to work on special equipment and I had to tighten down this head block and the head block has bolts in a certain pattern and the tightening pattern that is very specific. So you tighten down the head and the head gasket at the same time. So you don't warp anything. Well, as I'm going through the motion here, I don't want to warp anything and I, I want to extend as much as I can. Now, there's people out there that are very knowledgeable, especially in this book that I found, The Tao of Love and Sex, and it talks about stopping. Hey, you know, my mother was already done. She's the one that's supposed to tell me how to really care and, and, and nurture and develop the loving relationship between a female. I thought it was just rocket, rocket, rocket until everybody's out of their pocket. And so, of course, I'm thinking I don't want to orgasm too quick. I don't want to ejaculate too quick, okay? I don't want to come too quick. So I just kept thinking of this bolt pattern. And as soon as she told me that she's about to orgasm, immediately, that picture of me working on that, engine head and everything popped out of my head and i couldn't take it anymore as soon as she said it all i could get out was me too (laughs) me too and then that was it and then that was it a mother is supposed to remind the their boys that oral only comes after intercourse i mean before intercourse never after right you don't do you don't do sixty nine after the fact. That should be before the fact. I'll let you just dwell and think on that. So Taoism, also known as Daoism, emphasizes harmony between humans and the natural world. It's a religion native to China and dating from five hundred and fifty BC to four hundred and BC. Laozi whose name means old boy, is purported founder of Taoism. His book, Tao Di Jing, Classic of Tao, is simultaneously a powerful and ambiguous work. It means it's kind of confusing, containing phrasing and multiple meanings, in it's expounding of issues as, such as ethics, cosmology, epistemology, pol- politics, and spiritual and material fulfillment the chinese word for tao means way and taoism is a system which promises to teach the best way to do all things almost like a written army book right the army book that i get to get a soldier's manual it tells you how to do everything there is a book in the military for how to do everything there's a book that tells you how many sold how much how much a soldier should get for water every day one gallon for doing the hygiene, one gallon for the miscellaneous, one gallon for your hydration. So, of course, of course, there's a book on how to do what is evolutionarily required. But really what it is, spiritual is, uh, spirituality-wise, Taoism mostly rarely differentiates from Confucianism, which is geographic and cultural, uh, maybe tribal. But the emphasis on its spirituality, uh, it is more of the classic yin and yang, uh, if you're familiar with that. So I'm reading this because now, of course, like in, in the first marriage, I had to I had to worry about performing satisfaction. I can't get no satisfaction. I can't get no Or in traction, but I try and I try to go to the doctor regularly. I always try to go to the doctor regularly and ask him for more Viagra. So now that my wife has the SRS again, thank you, Dr. Meltzer, for all that you do. Thank you, Dr. Meltzer, for making such an improvement. It's beautiful. Oh, darling, I have to tell you that that vagina is beautiful. It's beautiful, the giner. I have to tell you, you know you could giner that be a model giner. It is. Today I see it in a magazine. Tomorrow I see it on stage and the world, darling. And it's deep. Deep and wide, deep and wide, oh, please make it deep, but not not wide. But now I have to perform. So now I have to bring us both back to that level of satisfaction in the bedroom equally. i really don't want to compartmentalize it where it is your process and then you were done and now it is my process and now i am done i'm trying to get out and figure out how to coalesce the the building and the stimulation and the romanticism and the love and bring that out into the exuberance that is defined In this book. I mean, this book has five steps and ten signs. Is that right? Yeah, five desires and ten indications. And I want you to be as successful in your romantic romantic relationships as, as I am trying to be. So I am going to... Read the Tao of Loving. Number one. Now, doesn't matter what gender you are. Doesn't matter what your sexual preference is. This is a tool. And with every tool, you got to sharpen it in the way that you need to use it in the application that you need to use it. And that is on you. It is on nobody else to do. Everybody has to be a problem solver in their own world and this is just another tool I am giving you whether you use it in the capacity of your action is on you and you alone. What I am saying is that the ideas and subject matter stated here is not necessarily that of the viewpoint of the station. Her face is flushing red and her ears are hot. This indicates that thoughts of making love are active in her mind. The man can now start coition gently in a teasing manner, thrusting very shallowly, and wait and watch for further reactions. All right. So you two are... Sitting on a bench, you're sitting on a park bench, and she gives you a sign, right? And the sign says, Flushing red, face, ears hot. And you on the park bench go, I read your signs loud and clear. I'm moving shallowly closer to you on the park bench. Now, you wait for another sign, right? You wait for a curveball. You wait for a slider. You wait for the bunt. You wait for the thing to steal. That's a baseball analogy. You wait for the sign. Two. Her nose is sweaty and her nipples become hard. This signifies that the fire of her lust is somewhat heightened. The jade peak can now go into the depth of the valleys proper, but not much deeper than that. The man should wait for her lust to intensify before going deeper. So, in the analogy of our park bench, when she looks like her nose is sweaty. And her nipples become hard. Then the fire and the loins have reached the peak of jade. In its brilliance and luster. And so now you can scoot forward five inches only. Five inches. Now when her voice is lowered. Lie when her voice is lowered and sounds as though if her heart is dry and hoarse, her lust has intensified, her eyes are closed, and her tongue sticks out, and she pants audibly. Not like your favorite canine. <laughs> That is when the stock of jade of man can go in and out of conversation freely. I'm saying that with air quotes. The communion is now reaching the state of ecstatic. That's the next stage. Now, when you've got some heightened in loins, right? So you know the art of lovemaking. Uh, any kind of the heightened of arousal in men and and females uh, transfers, obviously, a stimulation uh, in blood flow to the genital areas. And then in that action, of course, actually, the man gets erect, uh, same as the female, uh, uh And so when the genitals are engorged at both point for the male and female, that's when it's time to party like it's 1999. Right? Whoo! Oh my goodness, Clem. You got me hot and bothered. That's right. And when we come back, I'm going to take you past all the way to number five thank you for tuning in Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it so much. It reminds me of the time that I was in uh, Galt High School, and I think uh, Mr. Pritchard took us to, uh, we were doing the drama, took us to a concert that uh, was uh, in the halls of the Mountain King, and I heard that. And I thought, when I close my eyes, you know, first you look at the conductor and you. And you see how he moves his wand and how the wand will uh make certain kind of uh, triangles and squares and everything as it dances as he's trying to you know orchestrate and and create this organism of music that's playing and it's 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 fantastic um so let me put you back in some good emotion Absolutely love it. You know, I was talking to uh, Scott, who's going to be uh, here in the 6 to 8 p.m. hour running some great music finds that he does. We were talking about Goodwill stories and how he goes, and he looks at different records and throughs just the same way that I look through books. And uh, however the the passion finds you, I mean, that's just what you got to do. I have this Four Comedies. I found it in... Uh, San Francisco here off a mission Uh, I was either was I on mission or I was on 24th Um, and I was at the bookstore there and I saw this as I walked in as I was walking by and it's the Adobe Books on uh, I think does it have the address here let me see yeah hang on let me put the let me do this. Of course I have glasses. Adobe Books, it's thirty one thirty twenty four street, San Francisco. They're open from twelve to eight PM every day. Four one five eight six four three nine three six. Shout out to them. I'm a member. Only ten dollars a month and you get a free book up to sixteen dollars. That's right. It's the same as it's cheaper than than going in an Audible account, right? Than buying an Audible credit. Although I do Audible too. If anybody ever wants to send me a gift, send me Feynman's physics lectures on Audibles. Oh, don't me donate me a credit. There's so many of them. I need them all. But I got this plate as four comedies, and the one that I read from in the beginning of the show, the one that I read from, was from his play, The Braggart Soldier. And uh, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, the homeless problem. I was watching, I was watching a um, documentary. You know, America of Tents, I think it was. I can't remember the... It was on Amazon, but over the summer when I was working as an intern with the Alameda County Mosquito Abatement in the entomology lab as a lab technician, going out and doing mosquito surveys and captures, and then in the lab, we would run our PCR tests, looking for signs of the the virus in the uh, mosquitoes. And first, my my region was was the East Bay from, well, what was it from the San Mateo Bridge all the way up to Berkeley to the racetrack up there, right? And I. I've been in schooling for so long and, you know, you go around and you look at it, but you don't realize, you don't realize the people that are out there. So expensive. So expensive. The time I'm working two jobs, I understand it. I mean, you know, what if you physically can't work two jobs? You can't afford to stay in an apartment by yourself or even maybe with two people. Hell, my wife and I are struggling just the way it is. She's amazing, though. But to see the problem, to see him out there, you know, you drive and just see him everywhere. And they're not living in the greatest places because they're living right out there where the ticks and the mosquitoes are. Across from my wife's work at uh, Kaiser at the hospital, there, you know, they've got the people at Mosswood uh, Park there. And uh, I don't know if you've ever gone, but they're the nicest people to talk to. Educated, educated, nice people, educated. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. So I was like, all right. Platus, the four comedies, the Braggart Soldier. Uh, the Braggart Soldier. I'm going to. I'm going to probably cast. I think I'm going to cast that role African American. I do know that Arturo Trogus, his slave, is going to be uh, a gay white guy. That's for sure. The uh the line that leads in before that that I had there was um say where the devil is our Torah trogas. And so in my mind, I know how to answer that or I go, he's here. I can just see it, right? If I'm I'm doing the stage direction for that. I know the I know the emphasis I wanted to put on that. But I think that would be a great play to put on right there right there in that little theater round the bottom one there for those people that are <clears throat> in that tent village. Bring them some entertainment. You know what I mean? Well, we've just got about 20 minutes left here and beyond our comprehension. And I hope I didn't bring the whole show as a downer there. You know what I mean? I, I- come here they're just doing the garbage Mikey's at the door going hey I hear noises when we were at the other place that we rented uh, I had an organic garden in the front and the back and so we were feeding about five families and there was deer out there and you know you put a lot of water and energy and time into the produce and so I would say Mikey no deer no deer mikey and of course he's a lab retriever golden retriever mix and his hearing is friggin amazing uh absolutely amazing and so he could hear the deer and smell them he could actually probably smell them before he heard them uh coming up and so he would just stand there at the window and just go i said good boy no deer no deer come on he's got a good smell too so he can smell when the uh when the dogs come by too huh baby so mutiny radio 2781 21st street they're on the we're on the corner here of 21st in Florida, and the next two hours, starting from 4 to 6 p.m., is going to be Clem's Castaways. And Clem's Castaways is just a chance for me to host uh, a comedy set and op- put another open mic out there, and really for Mikey and I to interact with public. We don't. Um, uh, I it's funny, you know, most people, would you would pay for your therapy, but would you pay for your therapy, right? And so I get to talk, and that helps uh, me not talk to the voices in head. And then uh, I have the show here and then the open mic from 4 to 6, so I get to network with people. Mikey, I got him from the SPCA in Bakersfield. His temperament is really good. I mean, he's chill, except for cats and squirrels right? Cat squirrels and small dogs. And it's just small dogs are so yappy. I get it, Mikey. He didn't used to be that way, but dude, just, you know, small dogs, you got big problems, right? And so, uh, so he, you know, I try and get him out and get him socialized. The SPCA said he was there for about a year. Uh, he was the only large breed that wasn't vocal. And so he didn't talk uh, bark until I got him out there, and basically, I couldn't afford a service dog. They were like $35, $40, $50,000. And most of the agencies wanted you to come up with part of that to get the training going and then try and, you know, do whatever you're going to do a Patreon or you're going to do a Fund Me or whatever to get it. And so I'm like, fuck that. Fuck that. I just told my wife, I'm like, look, I don't think I'm going to survive. I don't think I'm going to make it solo. I, I need somebody. And, um, she drove, she got off her shift and drove when she got off at 1145 that night, she drove all morning down to Bakersfield where I was going to school and she got me. And, and at first we, you know, I, she was like, do you need to go to the hospital? You know, she knows that, you know, my mental history. And so I said, no, but I, yeah, we did actually, I did. I said, yeah, let's go, let's go to the emergency just so I can just sit there and, you know, and then I was there, and then I just felt like all eyes was on me and and I started had an anxiety pat, uh, attack and freaking started you know crying and, and couldn't control my emotions. And so I left and, and and the next day, the next morning, we went to the SPCA, where uh, we had, I volunteered with the biology club. And then we found Mikey and he was just chilling on his little cot cot there. And I went up to the fence and he came up, he rolled over on his stomach, said, fuck yeah, let's go, let's roll. And for two weeks after that, I went at the same time with the same clothing and imprinted on him and he imprinted on me. And uh, it's been our journey ever since. And so um, there's a lot of tragedies out there that happen to fucking everybody. There's a lot of fucked up shit in life. We're animals. We're animals. Don't be arrogant. Don't ever think that you're not. Anything more than an animal. Because when you do that, you are exhibiting an understanding of your balance in nature. You are understanding your balance in community, your balance in your tribe, the balance between you and other animals. And I'm talking you and people and you and dogs or you and cats. As I used to tell my my peers in college, Life is always going to happen. Always. But what you can do is have faith in you. Have faith in you. You got a Holy Spirit in your, in your gut. You got a voice talking to you in your head. Ah, uh, don't ask me while I've ignored it for so long. I don't I couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. But I know it's not attached to anything. It's not a line to any single thing. It's a line to me. And using it and through it, and I am able to write my novel. I am back here. For what reason on earth and my purpose is but to spread message, to communicate, to do the same thing every other animal does and do it in a way that relates the true reality of our existence. And it's hard to hear at times. But if you understand your insignificance within the world, then what you do, you start to understand your uniqueness in the world. And when you understand your uniqueness, you understand your gift. And when you understand your gift, you understand your point of where you are in your journey and the path. And then you can do that and take a basal examination of where you're at and what is it and compared to the voice that's talking to you in your gut and in your head of what you're supposed to be doing. To do as Richard Feynman, a great physicist, would say, life is to have fun and to be enjoyable. And our technology and science and that that is around us and in our faith in each other is that foundation that allows us to enjoy our life here on earth and the time that we spend it. Whew. And what other Ever doctrine that you do and whatever you call God or whatever you think spiritually even if you're not then the faith that you know is in the voice that you have in your head it's the only thing that gets you from laying your belly on the ground to crawling and from crawling to standing every single time I've had fun Today. I didn't know where this show was going. I didn't. I think I'm going to have a great little clean bit when I write this one up for the Goodwill and the books and not having an adult and a child section. When you open this first book and the first words, they have like, you know, you're talking about cunt and stuff like that. Um You know. you There's all picture books there too. That's what I think I want to do is just go around to all of the goodwills and just go ahead and segregate the books into uh you know that uh, which is maybe age appropriate. no i don't whatever person finds whatever person whatever young person is for fi- is to find whatever book that they're they find it is that person's predestination Or at least that's what I tell myself all the time when uh, I know that I learned most of my first uh, sexual experiences from a book that my dad had in his bathroom. Oh, and it was raunchy. Raunchy. I even took it to elementary school with me, but then I dropped it by the um, book rack. Well, somebody told on me that I had it, and then I ended up in the principal's office first thing you need to know know about anything with authority lie 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 nope no, no lie. lie 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 at least I, I told him I found it I didn't wait My dad, to get embarrassed, the book was fucking raunchy. And I'm sure that that male principal was going to read that book. I read it. I read it. And I am the better man for it. I tell you. All right, we'll be right back. sorry i am so sorry for putting you to sleep like that let me let me better you because i don't know what was happening there you know what i mean there was something just going on that was that was amazing amazing thank you so much you know we're going out here in the last five minutes of beyond our comprehension i want to thank you for joining in you know you can also get a hold of us clem.beyondcomprehension at gmail.com that's beyond comprehension at gmail.com follow us on periscope twitter instagram and at Beyond Our Comp, that's at Beyond Our C-O-M-P. Uh, you can watch me and Mikey in our adventures as we traverse the outdoors, uh, the outside of the apartment as we keep going. We're going to be working on a great data analysis, I think, tonight. Tomorrow I go over to Sacramento City College, uh, and uh, after my hand surgeries, I'm going to put the pipette back in my hand and see if I can work my way back into the laboratory. Uh, Coming up in the next two hours for Clem's Castaways, I am working on a set of jokes. I've got some clean scripts that I wrote, and I'm going to try to work through those clean scripts, and then hopefully I can record it all and turn them into some blue material, so that way I can have both. Um, It's important to have variety of paths anyways i'm gonna go close it out now um i'll put the breaker on you all have been fabulous darling you're fabulous i am telling you so much don't ever change don't ever change shout out if you ever want to call into the show it's 415-550-0511 that's 415-550-0511 mutinyradio.fm is where you can find us and listen live. 2781 21st Street, the corner of 21st and Florida. Come on down to our 30-plus seat adventure. You know there's open mics here Monday, Tuesday, Friday, Saturday. So Monday, Tuesday. Monday at 6 to 8 p.m. is Pam Tass's Joke Workshop. And then... If you come here from 4 to 6, we got an afternoon on Tuesdays. It's the open mic clems castaways for improv and open mic. Then you got Fridays starting at 6 p.m. And you got open mic going on to the comedy clubhouse after that from 10 to 8, t- 8 p.m. Saturdays right here, 4 to 6 p.m. You got it all at mutinyradio.fm. Don't you dare go any other where. For what's coming at you. I love you for tuning in. I love you for many things. Many things you know and don't. But one thing you always know from me. Is that if we don't know. We'll take this show on the road and we will see i love you and like my papa says everybody i want you to keep it between the ditches Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear, too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1 800 Law Tigers or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers,
0: California's motorcycle lawyer. Andrew here's Law Firm, LLP 180 Permanent Circle, suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834. Streaming live the station Mutiny Radio dot FM District of the Mission Mutiny, Mutiny Radio dot FM, FM. Mutiny, Mutiny radio, radio dot FM Listen to live streaming radio or download a podcast. mutinyradio.fm hit the donate button stream them live download a podcast have some fun Francisco Mutiny Radio leaving the theater. I a Cadillac, convertible, 1969 gold Cadillac with a white material that drove it up here. And I started to do some thinking. In and and I'm having a really, really good time.
2: Flat, black, big and cruising. Saturday, noon to I am like a traveler. and And is absolutely right. I am Teddy,
0: Beas, and Adolescent. And
1: I will cut the Henry,
0: yeah. Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry,
2: from your uh, from your chief nurse, Major Ohulahan. Uh, she makes some accusations, Henry. I-, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh the dude mom Mar-